Oh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you, Courtney. I just oh. can't. And I don't know if I like it anymore, not feeling my face. <laughs> I can't see my face when I'm with you because I'm masked up. Because I'm masked up. I mean, oh, I can't all, of my- that. all oh. of that. <laughs> Welcome, Tom. I'll let you finish with your host, Barbie Benton and Rashumba. We're back. I want to be Rashumba. <laughs> she, used to be, she used to be, be my Barbie next door Benton. neighbor. Back when Fort, it? you know, when Fort Greene was like, you know, all the cool, cool young black right, kids. Absolutely. And she right. used to work at V. What she, she was VH1 back then, right? No. Before that. When she was a model. When she was a model, she was married to Gary, Gary yeah, yeah, who yeah. was so nice and yeah. so gorgeous, who I became mm-hmm. friends with his sister. But the point is that he was so nice and gorgeous. And my friend Dina said, he's too good looking to be straight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I love so, it. All right. Anyway, sorry. Last sorry. night was the, Sunday, and there was no ninety day fiance. No, but it was a night of testosterone okay. as the fifty first Super Bowl played, and Tom Brady and the yeah, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck yeah. Him. I mean, poor fuck Patrick him. Mahomes. He looked like <laughs> at the end of that game, he looked like. What was the you, score? I didn't watch the game. Like nine to thirty something, nine to thirty one. No, thirty something to nine. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, thirty something to nine. I mean, after a while, I just was like, all right, they're not going to win, so let's just focus on the important things, like Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, Dreamy. Now, I'm not even going to lie and tell you I watched it in real time because Mm -hmm. watching the Super Bowl entertainment in real time is for losers. I was watching something else. I'm on a new. foreign TV show, by the way. I'll tell you about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be fluent in three languages by the time this fuck Duolingo. I'm just going nice. to do this. Um, they were spectacular. I know of Eric Church. I've never heard him. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, kind of one of these new country guys. Um, obviously, Jasmine, we love and worship and have for years. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Eric Church is not new. He's been around for, for Yeah, he's just not somebody who's on my radar, but I can I could use his name in a conversation. That's the way Which I know who I thought it was smart that they did it. It was like, yeah. With the way the country is so crazy right now, you can tell the subtle ways the NFL, and I guess this is the Rock Nation portion yeah. of our show, right? Put a but white person in there. <laughs> well, well, not even that. Just taking two people from really, like Jonathan Sullivan, she is not your 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 artist who's going to give you pop songs. She's an R&B girl, and her yeah. audience is really an R&B audience. And his audience is really a country audience. Those aren't the two audiences for these two artists that you really wouldn't expect to intersect. So putting them together, at first I was like, what's that going to be like? But they turned that all the way out. Gorgeous. He was great, and she was just spectacular. First of all, and they were the, both spectacular, but she was really spectacular. Well, he was smart enough to kind of know that of the two of them, not that he can't sing, she's the right. singer. And he was smart enough to kind of hand her the baton, because it is a song for, obviously it's the worst song ever for so many reasons, but it is a song that if you can knock that one out of a park live and they appeared to be singing live, then you can pretty much, you've got the room. And it was great. It was, it was, it was low key because the event, the, the circumstances surrounding the event, the way we are demanded low key. Some critic pointed out that he was wearing a purple jacket, which may have been a deliberate red and blue together. Blah, blah. I think so. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't none think of that it's that by accident. Not, yeah, that, none, none of that was by accident. Absolutely. But she looked gorgeous. They sounded yeah. oh, great. She looked gorgeous. The the guitar. I mean, everything was perfect. It was yeah, fine. It was you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody always goes Whitney. I mean, that was an amazing performance. You can't. That's like, you know, saying you can't judge every performance against Whitney. It's it's right. like that was a once in a moment, and everybody brings their own thing, and it was wonderful. No complaints. And, you know, the thing about Whitney, too, right? Remember, it was the war had just started. That moment was a culmination of a lot of shit. No, it was an iconic moment. absolutely. People have to just stop every time someone does this. It's like, come on. I mean, everybody does their own thing to it, and they did a great job. To the best of my knowledge, and, of course, I'm wrong, I think it's one of the first times there's been two people singing it. Yeah, yeah, it's not usually two people doing the national anthem. Yeah, I loved it, and and I am not mad at... That's a goal, I should say. Yeah, I am not mad that Jasmine Sullivan is getting a much-deserved introduction to the the whites. White people, 
white people. Listen to Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. So, did you see a little bit on the pre-show? Miley Cyrus continued with her "I'm yeah. Every Rock Star yeah. in the Universe," and this time yeah. she brought out Billy Idol, who oh, bless his heart. Bless his Wait, heart. He it, it looked a little bless your heart the way my southern great grandmother used to say. Listen, Billy Idol is not a young man. No. And Billy Idol did all the drugs that people talk about <laughs> that they did. And you want to hear really quick, Billy I saw this is really mm. funny. I used to work in an after hours punk club in the Lower East Side. Okay, mm. so we closed at six AM. That's mm. when we or six thirty. One night morning, Billy Idol comes. And he's mm -hmm. at the door, and he's like one of those, don't you know who I am? And the owner goes, I know exactly who you are, which is why I'm making you pay and I'm not letting you win. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always liked Billy Idol. I've always thought he was super cool. Mm -hmm. I was a Gen mm -hmm. X fan, so I'm not mad mm -hmm. at Yeah, you know, plus Miley's just, It's just know. weird because I think that, this whole period of her seems so desperate, like grafting on everything. Like she's been Pat Benatar, she's Debbie Harry, you know what I mean? So, and Joan Jett came out last night, who I think had a new face. Billy Idol seemed to have a new you know, face. Excuse too. me. The, okay, let me tell you something. I am now going to speak as a white woman who has her roots in punk rock. You, Courtney Montgomery Anderson, yes. are not allowed contractually to ever say anything bad about Joan Jett. Uh, okay. <laughs> she is an icon. Yes, and she is. appears to have had a little bit of work done, but so what? <laughs> I just was like, who She's is amazing. that? I love her. <laughs> it's not a little bit. I, I just was her. like, who is that? I like, wanted her hair all throughout the 80s. I don't care people want to make little... Listen, I don't care if people want to make change. Do whatever you like. But I, I always think when you show up looking like a different person... She's looked like that for a while, actually. But I love her. I love her. She can do no wrong. She's cool. She's a she's a tough ass chick. She is. And whoever that lady was last night, I wished her luck because she was great too. I love her. And bless my bless my. She's gonna yeah. She's gonna show up there with Paul McCartney one year or one of the next. I mean, she's gonna be Sammy Davis. She's gonna be Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis on her next album. She's running out of people. You know what I'm saying? She's really running out of people. Her next album's gonna be like. Miley, a tribute to the blacks. I know, out. really. She'll do a tribute. R. Kelly, the early years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Miley so does Aaliyah, <laughs> the early years. Right, in French. <laughs> in French. <laughs> Aaliyah. So then uh, we get to, to the halftime show. And, um, well... You know what? Let me tell you something. Seriously, I watched it because that's the only thing I watch in real time. Right. I did watch it, yeah. and if I didn't, I, I I was like, okay, it was sort of what I was expecting in a way. But I watched it again this morning, okay, and it's I. not half bad. It's 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 the problem. You know what's really funny though? Let me just say this. When anybody describes your performance, it's, no, it's not half bad. That's no. not like it was fierce. It was no, great. but he got slammed. He got slammed. I mean, people either loved it or not. Here was, here was the problem. No, I don't think it actually, when I looked at it again, here's the problem. First off, we've talked about the fact that he may not be compelling enough to hold the stage on his own. Which he, was the thing. And I, yes. I, I'm just thinking, let's, 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 let's say that right. On TV like this, because I am sure in concert, I've, I've seen, pieces of his concerts online, and it's a full spectacle. So when you're in an arena and everybody has come to see you and you create that energy, it is so different than 14 minutes on television. You don't yeah. think, but I actually think that's funny you say that because he was he was limited in terms of the physical space he had. He was only allowed to use the bleachers. So there is, I thought that the production values were fantastic. I thought the lighting and the messages they were flashing and the, and the mm -hmm. choir up in the bleachers was really oh, the, cool. Listen, the set wasn't a problem. The set, was, the set wasn't even a hindrance. Yeah. The set was spectacular. What do you think when so, he went inside the Hall I, of Mirrors? Set? I thought all of that, the way it looked, was spectacular. I think there's something about him yeah, we that felt that There's something flat. about it. It was there's, like, it, to me, he's the type of artist who got lost in all of that to me. It's like this big, fabulous set. It did all of these things. And here you, 
you're you're kind of giving me Michael Jackson you dance, Usher dance. You're doing all of these things that almost seem like a partial imitation, and you're being swallowed up. And 14 minutes on television is different than two hours when you're creating a world and people are paying their money to see right. you in an arena. It's a different vibe. He needed some guests. I don't think I know he was looking back to Michael Jackson, but you're not Michael Jackson. I know he was looking back to he said his favorite was Diana Ross, which was fabulous. You're not Diana Ross. You well, know I mean, I mean he's, he's definitely, look, I mean, the thing is, it's very funny to me that the old people, I guess, which I fit into that criteria, mm-hmm. are like, rah, 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 rah. His entire sound now is an homage to the music that the old people grew up with. He's doing, get, he's doing 80s synth pop for fuck's yeah, sake. Yes, but you notice I didn't mention his song. It has nothing to do with the song. Because no, the everything, song he, right. everything he sang was a hit. Yeah. I think he did, he felt flat in all of that. And it's he him. needed, he needed like a couple of guest artists to pop up or somebody or one to come up around him and bring some other energy was needed. Because that set was great. What they yeah. did was bigger than any other Super Bowl stage ever. He went all the way to the top, down. So what he built was spectacular. But yeah, I it really was. I thought, he was lost in it. I was bored by him. Maybe it was the order that they put the songs in, because you know what? That has something to do with keeping excitement going, too. And he just, I, it felt flat to me. I was bored. Well, you know, I I, I wasn't bored. I, I was not bored. I was I was intrigued to see what he was going to do. And it's, it's really funny because the boldness of, because he was forced to literally take the field because of the logistics, that's an, okay, first off, thrilled to hear Susie and the Banshees at the right, Super Bowl. Right. I was like, that happy house? Yay. Um, I think he got lost on the field. That is, I mean, he's, suddenly you're surrounded by a million different people on a field and it's not choreography per se. Well, this whole, look, I mean, I, we've discussed this, the whole um, the that weekend. was full-on choreography. To no, but I mean, it's not. It was easy for him to get mm. lost in it because he was sort of literally being surrounded by a bunch of swirling people. So that's what I mean by who all kind of looked at, looked like him. I, I just think it's funny that people were like, what's the bandages? It's like, all right, all you have to do is Google the weekend and the bandages, and you know what that's about. Whether you like it or not, that's his thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. But, you know, I said this, I think I said this before when it comes to him. I love anything that has a performance or element to it. Yeah. I had no problem with that. And as much as I told you before, I had no expectation of him. I wanted to be turned out because I had such low expectations. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sitting here saying he sounded terrible. He sounded like himself. I just felt when you do shit that big, you need big star energy when you have all of that going on. Even that big the, the stage behind him with all of the people in the different like little sections. I just think you have to have that thing that exudes out of you where there may be a lot going on. Even if you're dancing on a field with 50 million people, you just radiate something different. But he's not that guy, and that's right. the thing. He, he's he not is that fun- guy. He is fundamentally. Even with all the huge hits, with all mm. the ubiquitous, I mean, those fucking songs are like commercials. They're so catchy. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sorry. And for people to go, I never heard of him. Bullshit. Of course you've heard him. But right. he is fundamentally a cult artist who's become huge. He has right. not got that. He very rarely looks into the camera. He's got this little smile. There is a creep factor to him. <laughs> and we've, there is. I mean, and, and, and good or bad. So, I mean, there is. That's the problem. I mean, the problem is not the music. He's really talented. The problem is not the presentation of the music. The problem yeah. is it's hard to latch on to him. Yeah. And that, to me, is really sort of the problem. But I thought it was good. Listen, life goes on. I thought it was fine. It gives the two greatest days of the year, if you're a music person, are people freaking out about the halftime show and people freaking out about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm like, and, really? And yeah. ultimately, he'll get the thing that all the artists get. He'll get the big streaming bump because he's oh, he already, already a huge he, artist. He did. Yeah. All three of his singles are now in the top ten yeah, on that's iTunes. What I'm saying. So, so ultimately, boom. it's a win whether no one cares whether we like it or not. Yes, it was. Was it one of the best? No. Was no. Justin Timberlake one of the best? No. You oh, know, definitely I, not. I think sometimes <laughs> it's an interesting thing with, you know, and I don't know if it's just a shade of when it's men that we want something that they can't really give us because we always love it when it's women, right? Because women usually will come. There's always a bunch of dancers. There's going to be 
a myriad of costumes that we're going to love and win. Yeah, and then the guys, I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. Well, that, that's my opinion. Like, every yeah, yeah. year, and I think when women come, think about every female who's done the halftime show. You know, you get dancers. There's always a bunch of costume changes. That's the people love that. That's the spectacle part that we want in the halftime show. And like, he didn't change. You, you didn't get that. And the same thing with Justin. Remember, Justin's halftime show was equally sort of, some people loved it. A lot of people hated it. Think about Maroon 5, all the guys. A lot of people hated well, it. I think there was different. I mean, I was just, yeah, but I'm people, saying, loved, but, people but, loved Bruno Mars. Yeah, well, people, but what did Bruno, why did, yes. And what, what part of Bruno Mars did people talk about when Beyonce came out? No, that's, that's not, well, that's well, maybe those are the people. Well, that I have. If people, when they talk about that Super Bowl, it was Bruno Mars, Beyonce Formation, the dance-off. That's the part that people love. And when you see people put clips up of Bruno Mars, it's always the clips of him and Beyonce to dance-off and then them all singing together. I was And again, and Bruno Mars Chris, had Chris Martin. He had, he had guests with him. Well, Chris Martin brings nothing to the table, in my opinion. No, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I mean, it, maybe it's time, you know. He's he, one of those guys that, he reminds, you know, there's just certain people who just keep getting, they have that, they just get a pass for being themselves. Because I kind of think Chris Martin and Coldplay are boring. I don't understand people's fascination of them being, listen, they've made some great songs. I don't get the fascination. I don't. Well, they're not fascinated critically. They're reviled. I mean, critics hate them. Right. I mean, absolutely hate. I will say this, and then I think when we talk about this, it is, an, it is meant to be a spectacle. That's why you don't have singer-songwriters yeah. up there. But I will say this. Women are always going to be judged differently. A woman getting up there, with there's never been a band which has women in it. It's always true. been their solo performers. That's and true. so, you know, women are damned. They either get up there and they're not sexy enough or they're too sexy. So, I mean, you know, Springsteen gave a great show. You sure too gave a great cool. Petty gave, Tom Petty. So there is that they have changed post-Janet for a while. They got into a more... Um, I mean, it was about, but after Janet, it was all old people. For rock, a while. It was rock guys. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, because was, they knew yeah. they, they they knew there was it was a safety in it, and there is a comfort food aspect of it. And not for nothing, these are arena rock artists. There's right. a reason Absolutely. why arena rock is. But I would say, dare say, if I mean Gaga was great, I would dare say, Pink, yeah, Gaga was fabulous. Pink could turn this fucking thing out if they oh, put yeah. her on stage. Ab Absolutely. And as much as we're laughing around about Miley, she could turn it out. Mm, no, she would do too much because she does too much. No, but she, she could if she focused. Right. If she focused and – but anyway, the point is that women are just – I wanted them to I wanted them to do a blast from the past and, and book the Spice Girls because they had just come off last year having that hugely successful stadium tour. And I was like, everybody would have tuned in. Like, you want to do you – like, you guys like to pull out a, a nostalgia act. The fucking 14 minutes of the Spice Girls would have been fucking amazing. But Courtney, they're too old. Don't you know that? They're women and they're over the Don't age of 30. My Spice Girls. No, are I'm just saying. Come ageless. on. No, they're not. <laughs> they are. Yeah. No, I'm they just are. saying the reality is they're not. You There's know, no you, reality. You, you, know who is, you know who would be a great halftime show? I'm being very serious here. Sure. Harry Styles. He has the musical credibility, he has the hits, and he's a showman. He's in that Robbie Williams kind of school of showman, except that it's trained. I'm just saying, he would be a great, if he was on... You uh, and your J lover, Harry Styles. No, I but love. I'm serious. I no, mean, no, no, no. He's, a, he's had the hits. He's had the hits. Has he, he's had the hits. I'm just saying, it would be, he would be able to pull it off because he's got a great band. He's right. got a, he's, he has a showman element to it. And he would be smart enough to know that one direction is going to come up for one song in that. Or whatever. Show. I yeah. mean, he would, he yeah. would bring so he would bring Stevie Nicks up there with him. You know, I, I think he would. But anyway, I mean, Rock Nation is, is veering in a different direction. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with representation, right. um, at their, um, you know, if Jay-Z thinks he's changing the culture of racism and sexism in the NFL by having a couple black people on stage, Bless his heart. 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> come by ya, Jay. Come by motherfucking ya. In other speaking music. Of, in other so, <laughs> speaking, well, just, can we just briefly talk about the Springsteen? Talk about old white men and racism and sexism. Well, should we, go, should, we, should, we, should we go through? Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, 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 let's. let's just talk. I mean, the Springsteen ad was the one that got the big uh, buzz for obvious reasons because right. it's Bruce Springsteen. And he's never done a commercial. He's never lent his music to anybody. I mean, right. a lot of other artists of his generation have, including Bob Dylan. And it was a two-minute ad, so that's major. I thought it was a commercial for his new... I thought he was going doing, like, Western Stars Part 2. I really did. Because we, yeah. we were kind of talking, and, and when we turned around and looked, you know, we recognized... I was like, is that Bruce? But he's walking away from the camera. It's not showing the front of him that we see him. And I was like, oh, is he still doing the Western Stars thing? And then we saw that it was a Jeep commercial. I'm sorry. Did you not look at the cover of Born in the USA a hundred times? He has a very identifiable ass. Um, Come on. I'm so sorry that I didn't look at it the same way you did. But uh, I dated a guy for quite some time because he... His ass reminded you of No, no, but he reminded cover. me because he was like, in the 1980s, all the guys I knew wore black and they were like super right. skinny. And, and mm -hmm. this guy like tucked in his t-shirts and had a big old cowboy belt. And I was like, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, <laughs> you're a cowboy. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I thought, um, I don't know. I mean, here's my problem with the Springsteen ad. I love Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you know, I, I really do. I mean, I'm not joking around. I, I first saw him in 1975. He is a unique talent. He's a great guy. He has good politics, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm just tired of this underlying sense that in order to unite the country, People on the left side have to kind of get along. No one is telling these fucking other lunatics to get along with us. And I also don't, they film the commercial literally in the middle of the country, like the absolute. Yeah. And I'm also kind of like Christianity. Like why? Well, why do we have to have churches everywhere? That's not, for, I don't know. That bothered me a little bit, but life goes on. He looks great. I'm not mad at it. You know, it's yeah, fine. Can I say something about that, too? I really, you know, it's like whenever I hear Megan McCain, when she's on The View, she's always like, you guys should be nice to the conservatives and talk nice to conservatives, and you guys, conservatives, get treated like shit. And then I kind of, nobody ever turns to her like, conservatives don't talk about anybody who's not conservative in a nice way. You guys don't treat anybody on the other side. You call us left, all this extreme, all of these names, but you keep asking for this respect from Whatever the left is, I don't even know what that fuck it is. It's not like <laughs> it's like you keep asking for something that no one seems to be giving. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't remember anybody from the left storming into the halls of democracy and threatening to hang people. But color me crazy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do we want to talk about Morgan Wallen, or do we just want to skip right to Van Jones so we could just? Start I, I'll reading. say this really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say this really, really short about Morgan Wallen, and uh -huh. I, I don't know. Okay, he's another one of these guys. I heard the name, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, the hair is ridiculous. He looks like he was made in a factory, like mm -hmm. a, a country music factory. You know, it's, it, I'm sure I listen to the music. It's like, okay, it's not, it's not, I have no problem with country music, but to me, it's just this bro country, which I can give a fine fuck about, you know, country artists who are influenced by the Eagles as opposed to like actual country music. Um, so I watched the TMZ tape and, <laughs> not what he said. What he said is not justifiable. But I seriously thought it was going to be this drunken hillbilly screaming at a black person, and I was just right. so. And I'm not condoning the word. Listen, I was raised that like that word would not come out of your. It was not even right. a question. And right. I wrote about hip hop for years. I wouldn't even write it out in an interview. It's not you know right. hip. But no. I was I uh, really. Point, guys, she's not kidding. On one of our earlier shows, I was making a point about something, and I used the word in the context of something, and my lady here, Thank you. absolutely, after that show was over, was like, you're editing that part out. And I really wanted to keep it in because I thought I was the point I was making was important. But it bothered her that much, so I took it out. So It's like when I threatened it. to kill the president. Yeah, yeah. Kind that. Of. I was like, <laughs> Thank I don't you. know. Yeah, you're trying to show, yeah. coming you out the gate. You want threaten to kill the president. <laughs> and now, look at me, Courtney. I was a prophet, okay? <laughs> but I really was, all joking aside, and I think the actions taken against him, I mean, it, it's a myriad of things we could discuss, but I will say, 
I was shocked because if I really seriously thought the tape was going to be this fucking guy right. outside of a bar screaming at random black people, and it turned out to be this fucking guy using a word that he should not be in his mm -hmm. mouth, but at a white person. I was like, huh? Yeah. I was confused. But well, his fans are rallying behind him in the song. Of course the they are. Yeah. Shooting up the charts. Oh, you know. whatever. But, but, it, but it does come down to cancel culture, right? I think that we have this one box fits all mentality. I also think talking about the N-word, we keep stop selling everybody this word. We sell it to you. We sell it to you. Then we get mad when you use it. We sell you these expressions, and then we get mad when people use them. It when you keep selling somebody something, it becomes part of the lexicon. Like when you start saying, you know, my... Mm, to people, then yeah, that's why now you see. I, whenever it's funny, whenever I see Latin dudes and they're like, "Yo, my," knee, and and I always and I, and I it kind of baffles. You're me. like, really? Because you're but not I, that, <laughs> right? But then it's like, fuck. When you sell somebody something over it's and a over weird and thing. over again, then it becomes part of the lexicon, and then we're turned out when they used it. But we fucking put a price tag on it, and we sold it. But it's also ownership too. It's sort of the mm -hmm. thing. Like I can refer to a woman as being a cunt. But don't you refer to a word because I know what it means. Yeah, call but, someone a cunt, you know, and the British do it yeah, too. Yeah. And it's, oh, cunt is a big British. Yeah, cunt, they love I, lo cunt. I love yeah. cunt and twat. Those are great yeah. words. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, and I'm not I am not defending it because I'm uh -huh. in a situation where I teach, and the right. word comes up in a couple of things, and I will literally say, like, I have seen students. I go, you don't have to say it, and they kind of flinch a little bit when the word comes in, and these are black yeah. and Latino students. But I will say this that. It's the idea of, own yeah, it's ownership, but it's also, is there a difference between E-R and A at the end of the word? And that's where the argument comes. Right, they're, right. they're saying and, we're using A, so it's yeah. not the same. And listen, and, and there is an argument for it, because when I was young, calling somebody queer was not a compliment. It was not, you know, queer people have taken that word back, and it means something different. But in 1967 and 1970s and 80s, when I was growing up, Calling somebody queer was the same oh, as calling the somebody worst. a faggot. It was oh, not, the worst. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't some identify as queer. So there is precedent for saying I, we took something that was used against us, switched it around and made it into something different. I just think the history of the N word is so harsh that for a lot of people, it is really hard to yeah. see that. And then we use it so much in this in movies and we make all these sayings and now it's in the lexicon and it's like, well, I can say it, you can't, and that's where it gets dicey. It's like, yeah. well, you sold it to me. So yeah. don't tell me I could buy something that I can't use something. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's everybody crazy. needs, everybody in this country, and then we'll move on, needs a very good lesson in history and civics and we need to realize that the civil rights movement is not Martin Luther King and it ended there, you know, so. And it is also not on the backs of Van Jones because one, we don't uh, need Van uh, fucking Jones acting like he is here to fucking save our blackness. You're not here to save shit, Van Jones. Van Jones is a succubus who is unfortunate. Look at you, a succubus. Because I don't I love that. I don't think that he's not a smart man because that's the disappointing part. As you see, every fucking time, these people get so thirsty. He's like, thirsty, just, he, it's just like, well, let's what put do it, you actually stand for? Well, let's you put say, in context why we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Van Jones, who to me is a black person that was invented by white people. Because I don't know anybody black. I know nobody black who goes, Van Jones, he speaks for me. But white liberals go, oh, that Van Jones, he's so right. articulate. You know, yeah. it's like, whatever. Uh, um, it's sort of like Spike Lee in the beginning. Like, oh, my God, Spike Lee. Um, so, whatever. Um, Van Jones and our favorite Puerto Rican princess, uh, Meghan McCain, um, have, well, Van Jones has been annoying for a while, and and the thing that tipped Van Jones over the edge for most people, because he was sort of respected for a while, he was uh -huh. in the Obama administration for five minutes, but he was in the Obama administration, is when um, Trump gave his first well his first and his first inaugural address and managed to read off a teleprompter. It was the State without, of the Union. It was the State, of the, State Union. of the Union. Yeah, and managed to read off a teleprompter without peeing in his pants. And Van Jones said, tonight he became presidential. It's like, no, tonight he learned how to read off a teleprompter. So everybody was like, really? Like, the bar is that low. So Van Jones has been problematic, and then he cried when Biden. And he's a CNN, he's a CNN voice of blackness. He's bullshit. Anyway, him and Meghan McCain are doing some, like, 
Ebony and Ivory tour, or they have a documentary, or what are they doing? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a TED talk on how, like, an aggrieved, entitled white woman who got her job because of her father and, like, a black person isn't going to scare white people in a room or walk around preaching unity. Anyway, so Van was on The View. and <laughs> a, he, a place that's always been very friendly to him. Very friendly to him. And Megan is sitting right there. So you mm -hmm. figured, like, this is my man. Not I'm literally. I'm to promote my shit, the ladies. Right. This is I. I have a dog in this cute. show. Right. Young. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a softball interview about Van. What is it like? You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> and Sonny Hostin, who to me, Sonny Hostin for president. Okay. <laughs> Everybody forget she's a prosecutor. Don't. She's forget. a prosecutor, and, and she and she used to work as a contributor with with Van and their friends. So I'm yeah. sure she's been watching all his bullshit just waiting in the low. Well, anyway, she ripped him a new asshole and basically said, you know, what nobody says, which is like, black people aren't checking for you, man. That was the best. After she read him this whole list of all of this shit he did, and it being like, and then you sat there and cried when on CNN. I know, it's beautiful. You, cry, you cried beautiful on month. CNN last, when Biden was elected. Da, da, da. Black people don't have any confidence and trust you, Van. He's like, ah, no. Ah, ah, no, and that's the thing that was beautiful because he got into this immediate knee-jerk, aggrieved, I'm a victim, I'm a man, why aren't you taking what I say seriously? And he got seriously, I mean, he went into a Rand Paul level of how dare you talk to me that way. So if that was enough, then Anna Navarro, who will also cut a bitch, came in and ripped him a new asshole. But the Another de, one of his CNN colleagues. Right. Uh, the coup de grace, as they say, was when they came into commercial and Joy literally said, oh, are you still here? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, thank you, Van Jones, for being here today. Why don't you go take a nap? <laughs> I mean, oh, I love that, that shit. I love Me Joy so much. Fucking bow. It's like I oh. love Joy so much. Can I tell you that one of the one of the great disappointments of my life, and I think I speak for all non-religious Jews in New York, mm -hmm. was finding out she wasn't Jewish. She wasn't Jewish. Right. Uh, <laughs> she I was like, really? up like she could be an old Jewish grandmother. No, no, no. Well, she's Italian, so it's the yeah, same difference at a certain mm -hmm. point. Yeah, Brooklyn Italian Jewish Iceberg Goldberg. It's the same fucking shit. No, that's why that was, John. Yeah, that was great television. Let me just show you something. <laughs> And I used to like Van Jones years ago. And then he just, I, he, I started really peeping him. I was like, mm, no. I see who you are. He's and then not, when you see him out, he's like one of those people's really celebrity obsessed, obsessed yeah. with being in there. He's that guy. No, he's, he is in the, he is not our friend. No, and he is people, not our friend. And you're right, Van, if you're listening, we don't fuck with you. No, so stop he, acting like you're speaking for black people. You're speaking for you. We oh, he's not him. our friend. I've heard some dish about him, too, which I can't confirm. But I, he's just supposedly, like, not a nice guy in real life. But I don't know that rumor has it. Honey, um, that, that's like that's like the GQ article right now that goes into the whole Andrew Gilliam situation. I loved that article. I thought it was great. I thought it was really – I thought it was well written. And I have to tell you, I don't believe him. I actually believe – the nurse dude slash well again let's get some all right so andrew gilliam for those of you who have a, a memory span of five seconds uh he ran for senator or go right? to our facebook no, page governor. the article is posted right, on our right. facebook yes page. he ran for governor against ron DeSantis. blah 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 highly contested black guy from florida would have been like extraordinary if he won because of florida um and then what he was uh, He's okay. Basically, he was he caught was really, with an escort. Well, 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 well. Let's talk about it because he was really so he lost by eighteen thousand eighteen thousand votes uh, to be the governor of Florida. But he was a rising star in the Democratic Party. There was his name was kind of being thrown in a hat as a possible uh, VP candidate. Right. Like committees. They really had big plans for him. And then you know the whole hooker mess third person who turned out to be the next client who showed up and was like, what the fuck's going on? There are two people passed out and drugs. Well, let me ask it. you something. Mm -hmm. Where's the sin? <laughs> I'm being very serious. Uh, the sin? The, okay. tape, the tape was leaked by Candace Owens, so she's yeah. not to well, be no, trusted no, at no, all. No, 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 no. She leaked the police report. Right. The tape, 
I'll tell you where the sin is because that prostitute guy also took all of those pictures and he said he said the sin is you if you are married and you're bisexual and you're deciding to because I think it really puts a bad spin on bisexuals like they just can't control their sexual urges, right? So if you're stepping out on your wife, because ultimately to me it's just like you're cheating. You're cheating on your wife with a prostitute, and you're also this crystal mess. It's not like y'all did fucking, we got some weed and we went or we took well, some mushrooms. I mean, I mean crystal, what's the um, difference? Crystal, me- crystal mess. Let me just tell you about the, the crystal meth world. You don't and have to the, tell in, me. In, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying in the, you're asking where's the sin. Yeah. In the gay world, it is used very, very specifically. Yeah. So that means the sin is he likes to do some wild shit, but the story he's telling is very fucking different. It's very different than what I, the evidence is. Okay, so here's the but The truth is, is you're a liar. Your wife, your wife knew who you were when you got married. I've heard some things, but since, you know, allegedly, and we don't need to get sued, I won't say them on this show from back when he was in college and shit. It's just another politician who wanted to get in politics and probably thought, I need a wife and a family to go out there and I, be I that guy. I disagree. I think, I mean, the sin is obviously he's doing drugs illegally and whatever. I mean, to me, it's like this is a situation between a man and a woman. Look what ha- I mean, Pete Buttigieg, you know, had enough issues with people accepting that he's gay. This, I, I, I mean, honestly, it comes down to a marriage. If they have an agreement and they have an understanding, I mean, I don't think you should cheat on your spouse. But if this is his internal struggle, I am straight, but I've obviously, you know, obviously known a lot of gay men and women. I've known bisexual men and but women. He's not, Be- struggling. he's not struggling with his sexuality. Nothing about that article, and when he talks about it, he's not, he's never said, I'm struggling with my sexuality. But he's under no compulsion to tell people who he sleeps with. That's his No, business. he's not. But if you're trying to be the, the, if you're trying to run in politics, I think it's best you not be, we see you in your own vomit with your dick hanging out, and another motherfucker who's OD'd on crystal meth after taking video and pictures. Well, that's across the board. That's across the board. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the problem. The problem is the whole situation is sweet being fucked up. Yeah. We're not married to him, so it's not our issue. But my thing is, stop running around doing press about it. And notice in that article, they were fine talking about everything until they realized that the reporter, as any investigative journalist would do, spoke to the other parties, and then they stopped speaking to him. Well, I yeah, I mean, Marion Barry got reelected, and he was caught on camera smoking crack with Absolutely. a hooker. But so, Marion Barry at that point was beloved. People yeah. loved him. They yeah. did. They loved him. I will bet you if he Listen, wants I don't to care about a sex scandal. Sex scandals ruining yeah. people is a very American thing. If you right. think about Europe, people have sex scandals and does all the time, it, all the time. And I don't care about all of that. To me, I'm just like, dude, like. I don't even, like, just, I feel like the steps after were weird. That weird Tamron interview where he was wearing, like, the the rose gold lips and the eyeshadow. It was very odd. I felt like this interview and just once they spoke to other parties, them just stopping all communication was odd. And I just don't like the moves that he's making after seeing both thirsty, trying to rehabilitate, and a person lying not telling the truth. So just don't say anything. Because the thing about America is we have 500 stories a day. If you stay quiet long enough and you really don't say anything and you come back in a year or two and relaunch and try to work and do whatever you're going to do next, you'll find that you probably can. But when you keep doing shit like this, it keeps throwing oil onto the fire. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always got a gay vibe off of him from the beginning. Yeah, but it just, he totally served that. Though. No, he. I mean, and I'm not saying that to be snarky. I no. mean, I just sort of was kind of well, like, huh. First of all, you're around enough gay people. <laughs> well, you, I, I used to be, but this is the pandemic. And, I can't and, see any. And you've lived in that neighborhood since that used to be the black gay neighborhood. Fort you know, Queen, you know represent. What I'm you know a black gay man when you see one yeah, because I you mean, lived in the middle of their neighborhood. Yeah, I just kind of was like, huh, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> but I was like, whatever, okay.
okay, that's cool. I think everybody should feel free. Be who you want to be. I just, and listen, I, you know me, I, I like weed. I can't sit there and tell somebody, oh, don't do this, don't do it. But don't, y'all, don't be fucking with that crystal mess shit. It's just, it's never a good situation. I've seen up close just some of my gay brothers, and I started, when I started seeing the, the black kids, because, you know, there was always the thing in the gay community. There was a, the, at least the perception, there was a black party drugs and a white party drugs. And usually the black kids were like the e-coke, we Everybody died. was doing, I mean, not for nothing, but it was a huge punk drug, too. I mean, in the 70s, it was super cheap. I mean, I don't know help. that shit. I think that's what it is. I didn't even, I always thought that, that, that. We didn't call it crystal like, meth. Yeah, right. We called exactly. it speed. It was just called right, speed. Right. The hell's, the hell's angels were making it in California. Everybody, how do you think people stayed up all night and were jumping yeah. up and down and they had such shitty teeth? You know, no, the thing, that's how, that's the same shit with all of the scenes here. Like, listen. Growing up in the clubs, I have seen the kids go, and, and, and it's, it's always so sad when you see the ones, and it's just, you see the beauty, you see the, the drugs take that from yeah. people. But know? I will say that, it, I mean, it may be used in a different way, um, in, in, you know, in a gay community, but it's been around forever. I mean, yeah, but people, in the gay community, it feels like they do a lot, of, it's like, Weird sex parties and a lot with of the crazy pay and play shit that stuff. Yeah, but it has been crazy shit. I mean, speeding my brains out is not an invention of right. the last ten years. I mean, right, 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 right. I don't want to talk out of turn, but I have certainly seen <laughs> a lot of people doing a lot of house cleaning <laughs> at three in the morning. What are you doing? I'm cleaning the house. It's three in the morning. Why are you cleaning the house? Because like, I don't know, I can't sleep. No, it's like three in the morning. It's like what's that noise? Oh, I'm moving the refrigerator. Right, like, I'm why? cleaning out. Why? I'm getting us a new refrigerator. It's three in the morning. Bless their heart. And your All neighbor's right. knocking on the door with the police because oh you're my god. Oh my god. Yeah, fucking eighties and nineties, honey, with some crazy seventies. Seventies. Some crazy shit. Can I tell you really can I tell you really fast, mm -hmm. really funny speed story? Mm-hmm. Okay, really fast. Okay, bless his heart. Will Shatter, one of my favorite people in the whole world, used to be the leader of Flipper, one of my favorite bands. Anyway, San Francisco, the Dan White riots, right, when the Dan White was acquitted for killing uh, the mayor and uh, Harvey Mel. All right, so they were full-out riots, full-out riots. So, oh, my God, were you living in San Francisco yes, when that happened? Yes. Yes. Wow. The DA, <laughs> yes, the DA's kids were my downstairs neighbors, and wow. Harvey Milk was my supervisor. But anyway, full, anyway, long story short. So mm -hmm. Will Shatter and a bunch of people, he was an, I mean, he really was like an anarchist, and they went out, and he was arrested in Berkeley the next day because he threw something into a cop car. And mm -hmm. the cops went to him, and they're like, what are you doing? You know, basically, like, what the fuck? And he's like, Dan White. And the cop, this is what he told me, Will. And the cop said, that was yesterday in San Francisco. Right. You're, it's today in Berkeley. And he goes, I've been up all night. <laughs> <laughs> One of my like, favorites. He was like, don't get your ass kicked today in another right. town. <laughs> I've been up all night. And RIP Will Shatter, one of my favorites. But, yeah, I mean, it was hilarious. All right, you wanted to talk about... Uh, Talking about being up all night, you've been up all night dancing your ass off, haven't you? Well, not really dancing, because these aren't dance records, per se, but the three albums that I've been rocking all weekend that I did not know that I needed in my... Well, I should have known. The new Van Jess album, called Homegrown. It's a not to be confused with Van Jones, please. You guys, oh, please. <laughs> you guys, if y'all know, like, I love Van Jess. They're great. These sis they're Nigerian American sisters and you know, RCA just signed them after years of them putting out, you know, signed them in twenty eighteen after years of them putting out stuff on the internet, you know, as the young kids do. And this new EP is amazing. I love their debut album Silk Canvas. That was a great, great record. And this one it's just been lush grooves all weekend and I'm loving this Celeste record. You know, she's the, the black UK artist who ha actually has the number one album in the UK presently. Okay. That is really, really, it's just good music. But, you know, she fills that, for, for lack of a better word, Corinne Bailey Ray spot. So let's see what that, what it does in the US. Cause, you know, black radio is just, I don't see them touching it. And, you know, pop, they get all weird. But it's a really, really great, great, 
great, great record. That was delayed by Corona. She's been putting out, the first single came out in 2019. She's been releasing music all through 2020. Then Corona came and it kind of got delayed until last week. It's really great. And then for my groove, the new Black Coffee album, man. You know, Black Coffee, his new album subconsciously, he never disappoints. I love him. You know, he worked with a, a, a lot more U.S.-based artists on this one, but he still has his array of African artists with him, and the beats are just sexy and good. He's got David Guetta on there, Diplo, Usher, Kathy, you know, Pharrell, which, you know, he shows up. Pharrell is like the type now, I feel like I open up my underwear drawer, and there's Pharrell. He's I just hate, everywhere. I, I, have a, I have an issue with both Diplo and David Guetta, but I don't want to get into it right now. But I'm I not listen, a huge Diplo fan either. I listened to the, 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 all, I didn't listen to the Celeste, I will listen to it, but I really liked the Van Ness a lot. I love mm-hmm. the track with Katrana. I like yeah, that a lot. Katrana, excuse me. I'm really loving the fact that uh black music and i'm using that term in the you know whatever is mm-hmm. is now embracing and we're bringing in influences that are not just r&b church-based right. hip-hop stuff i love the fact that african and in that in that um vibe um my friend and fellow genius writer Jody Rosen turned me on to this guy Technos, who has been around for a while, who's the, I believe Nigerian artist, and it's just really good. It's kind of the borderline between dancehall and Afrobeat. I really love it a lot. So I've been listening to him. He's another one of these guys who's been around, but as we said, ad nauseum, there's so much music. It's like, how it's do you find it? How do you find like, it? Right. What do I focus on? How do know? I find it? How do right. I find it? So when people who are sort of my age or a little bit younger, you know, hit me to stuff, I'm like, all right, because they're probably getting their music the same way I am. And funnily enough, um, um, I really like the new Cardi B single. Oh, my God. I fucking love that shit. I love it. <laughs> I I'm so ashamed that I love no, it that much. No, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. I was like, all right, let's see what this bitch is. Okay, fine. No, but I love I it. I put it on. I was sitting in my chair. I was like. You were singing it after the first. Am, yeah. am I? Am I? What's happening? Is my no, I love moving? it. I love it. I mean, I, I was like, I, come on, Cardi, get that shit. I'm a little, you know, still kind of, I don't need to hear like the fuck and the pussy and the oh, fucking I dick. It. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Good adult, raunchy, bring me yeah. back to, listen, Kim, Foxy, it's like, we've always had raunchy shit. I love I never, when I didn't like, good. I love yeah. it as long as it's good. But I do, I, I do love it. I think that she is obviously, I think, smarter than people give her credit for. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, this is supposed to be her version of Chicago Drill. I don't even know what that fucking means. But I just it's know it's... style of rapping. Yeah, no, I know what it means. I'm just yeah. saying, and, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, whatever. Chicago Drill, and which is UK Drill, which is like... Listen, we're not going to poo-poo people, the, the, the segment... No, I'm not poo-pooing. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm saying I'm a 61-year-old white woman. The fact that I'm not up on the variations of drill. You are also a writer of yeah, yeah, yeah. R&B. No, I was being journalism. I was being facetious. Right now, I'm having a ton of dental work going on. So when I hear the word drill, I flinch. Um, Can we talk about how you sold your records to the record store and I bought them? Yeah, that's hilarious. I was like, wait a minute, that's wait, my album. I was literally <laughs> looking over at you saying that, and I'm like, because <laughs> we need to wrap this show up. Yeah. <laughs> Amy sold some records to the record store. Uh, uh, the Shaka Khan Life is a Dance fucking remix album. I mean, I mean, if I'm going to see that in a bin, how am I not buying that? And the fucking Adiva album that I used to have on vinyl, I have it on CD, that I've been looking for. And I send a picture. I'm like, look what I got. And I'm like, <laughs> look what I sold. <laughs> we could have cut out the middle, man. It's so hilarious. <laughs> but we love Patrick and Emily. Yeah. They're our biggest <laughs> fans. You know that they say every week that when they listen to us, they're like, are we Team Amy or Team Courtney? <laughs> right. And this is what I want to say to everybody. This is why it's important to shop local, buy local, support the shop in your community, especially at this time. Support your friends who are teachers, especially at this time. Support your friends who you guys are always used to being the strong one because everybody needs somebody to just check on them and say, are you okay? But it's really important that we keep our sense of community 
really going because as this pandemic keeps going and more and more New York businesses are, are shutting down and places that I love and I know you love, Amy, are gone yeah. or closed, we have to support our community. I think it's just important because I don't want to see any more things go. I want to make sure everybody's okay. I want you to be okay. I want your family to be okay. I want all my little stores and restaurants to be okay. So support local. It really does keep everybody kind of going one day at a time. And I think that's what we all have well, right now. I'm getting my second shot. I moved my date. I figured out a way of moving my date. I just used nice. another email address and I'm going to give up my other shot, but I'm getting mine on the 18th. So nice. we shall see. We'll see what happens. If I start being fluent in Hungarian and suddenly want to switch to windows, <laughs> we'll know that the chip has been implanted. <laughs> all right, my friend. Uh, shall we say adieu as they say in the French? Yes, we should. I've been think. watching because I've been watching more French television. And as me live farmer would say, where? Um, so I would, <laughs> is that what she would say, Courtney? Is that really what she would say? Where? Um, please follow us. I'm sure it. Uh, we're on Twitter at Finishheimer. We're on Facebook at uh, I'm a Finish <laughs> or one word. We're on the Instagram. I mean, that you finishing why? Possibly the worst French accent I've ever heard in my life, and I'm here for it. You sound like Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a follow a listening party at Listening Party Presents on yeah. Instagram. What? And what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, but I, I do know we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for rocking with us. It's Bye. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.